Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hallelujah. Come on, can we bless the Lord? Can we honor our God? Listen, I'm, I'm so grateful for Minister Serene and her in the praise team this morning. A lot of times we sing lyrics of songs and it becomes too casual. And I get it and I notice, notice what the words say, that he's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. He's light in the darkness. But I I think we skip over this part where it says, my God. That means whatever he can do, I can be a a recipient of. That means he can be a miracle worker. Somebody say, my God. Somebody say, he can be a way maker in my life. Somebody say, my God. That's good news to me. Anybody who's grateful for the God that you serve, somebody give God some praise. Even in that, hallelujah, that he's my God. Somebody needs to make that personal. Somebody shout, he's my God. That's good news to me. Let us take up our Bibles. I want to go quickly into our text. I want us to look at Ephesians chapter 5. I want us to look at verses 8 through 14. Ephesians chapter 5. I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. The Bible declares this, that for once you were full of darkness. Somebody say, that's me. I I need us to know that this morning. But now you have light from the Lord. I don't even know if Serene knew what we would be ministering on this morning. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Verse 10 says, carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful to even talk about the things that the ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. And this is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Somebody say, he's light in darkness. Verse 8 says, for you were once full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, discerning evil. Somebody say, discerning evil. Last week, I talked about where evil dwells, but this morning, I want to talk about discerning evil. And here's why I want to minister from this thought this morning. You good, Cartese. Thank you. One of the reasons that many believers are defeated by evil is not that we don't have dominion over evil. Many believers don't know how to discern evil. Somebody say, I've got power in me. 
so it's not the Bible says that greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world so it's not this issue of me lacking dominion over evil the reason that many believers fall by way of evil because we don't know how to discern evil so I say discern evil because if we can be honest I need us to be honest this morning we made friend with friends with those that we did not know were evil some of us made some wrong connections. We've engaged in financial endeavors that we did not know were evil. And some of us have fellowship with so-called church folk that we did not know were evil. Because we did not discern that they were evil. Uh, we got to have a level of discernment because we did not. And watch this, because we did not discern these things were evil. We didn't discern that we had evil friends. We found out we had friends that were jealous of us. Somebody say they coveted us. You know, you can connect with folk that mean you no good and you think they're your friend, but you didn't discern evil. And now you realize and why I got jealous folk around me. Somebody say I ain't discern it. The reason why many of us are in financial crisis is because we jumped into financial endeavors that we did not discern were evil. Those financial endeavors meant you no good. The reason your credit jacked up now, and watch this, many of us found ourselves in the midst of church cults because we did not know we connected with church folk. Watch this, that were evil. And watch this, we find ourselves deep in evil connected with people who were deep in evil as well, all because we did not discern evil. I want to make sure that my discernment is in such a way that I don't get caught up, somebody say, in mess. The reason why some of y'all in mess today is because we did not discern it. And this is why it's so critical that we want, if we want to be delivered from evil, that we first understand how to discern evil. And watch this. This is why Solomon in all his wisdom asked this of the Lord in 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 9. I believe it's on our screen. We way back there, y'all. I need us to see what Solomon asked. Notice what he says. So give your servant an understanding heart. In other words, somebody say discernment. To judge your people to discern between good and evil. So y'all know Solomon could have asked for a lot of stuff, but he asked for discernment. Y'all be asking for all the wrong stuff. You want the boo, you want the man, you want the job, you want the house, but none of y'all have discernment. That's why you got with the man and he found, you found out that he was evil. You should have had a level of, somebody say discernment. Y'all better ask for discernment. Discernment to keep y'all behind out of a whole bunch of mess. Uh, Solomon asked for discernment because Solomon knew that he could avoid, watch this, much hurt, much heartache, and much hardship if he could simply have discernment. A lot of the hurt that we found ourselves in in this journey called life, a lot of the hardship, a lot of the heartache could have been avoided if we could simply have discerned between good and evil. And therefore, as Solomon prayed for discernment, this also must be our prayer. Because God would, God, watch this, give us the ability to discern between good and evil. That should be our prayer. Because watch this, many of us wouldn't have dated that person if we had a level of discernment. Many of us wouldn't have signed on that dotted line if we would have had a level of discernment. Uh, many of us, watch this, we wouldn't even jump into that discussion if I had discernment. Uh, we've got to be able to discern. And this is why Proverbs 2.11 declares this. Notice what it says. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding 
and discernment will guard you. So in other words, notice this. It's, it's one thing to have a level of discernment and to know that I can be pulled out from evil. But this discernment also says that I can be protected from evil. I don't want God always having to rescue me. I don't know about nobody else, but I don't want to get to the place in my walk where God is always in this continual place of pulling me out of evil. I want to get to the place in my walk with God where I'm protected from evil. Listen, I know, listen, Pastor Keith will pray for you and try to get your behind pulled out of evil, but we've got to get to the place, watch this, where we're protected from evil. If there was one desire that I would have for God's people is that they would have, somebody say discernment. Oh, I'm tired of folk pulling me out of stuff. I want to be protected from stuff. That means, watch this, our ability to discern evil can cause us not to lose time and tears wasted on people with evil intentions and that meant us no good. How many times have we cried over folk that never meant us no good? That we wasted time and tears on folk who had evil intentions and we did not find out until we were hurt. We did not find out until the heartbreak. We did not find out until we found ourselves, watch this, in hardship. And God says, watch this, if you could just have discernment, you'll protect yourself, somebody say, from evil. Oh, Lord, help us to discern evil. And I need us to understand something. It's important to know that this word discern, I believe it's on your screen, that Solomon asked for is the Hebrew word ben which means, notice this, to perceive, to understand, and to even more teach. Discernment will teach you some things. Right, so look at this. Look at the next screen. That means when we're able to discern evil, it allows us the ability to see evil even when it attempts to mask itself. Ooh, I want that kind of discernment. That even when folks seem like they got it all together, you know how some drop in your spirit and say something there ain't right. Uh, that's, somebody say that's discernment. That I can not only see um, evil when people try to mask itself, I can also see the motives of evil. Somebody say understand. That why, what, I, I heard, uh, I think it was Dr. Copeland, um, Claudette Anderson Copeland said it this way that her father when a young man would want to date her he would always ask the young man what's your intentions of my daughter I want to be able to know when folk want to uh, Pastor Keith can you mentor me can I have a meeting with you I need to know what's your motives so God says when I give you discernment you'll know the motives of evil Woo! That's good news to me. And here, watch this. Discernment also allows us to see evil before it moves. I can see evil on its way to my doorstep. Somebody say, I need discernment. I don't know about anybody else, but I need that kind of discernment. It'll keep me out of a lot of stuff. I can see evil on its way to my doorsteps. And therefore, my prayer this morning is that God would give us wisdom to be able to discern evil. But before we examine our text, it's important to note that discernment can be prayed for. I, I need us to understand this. We find this in, in the Amplified Version of James 1.5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, somebody say discernment. 
the Amplified Version says, to guide them through a decision or a circumstance, he is to ask our benevolent God who gives to everyone generously without rebuke or blame and it will be given to him. Therefore, as believers, we're able to access discernment by way of prayer. But I also believe that our foundational text reveals that we're able to access discernment by way of our posture. Somebody say they go hand in hand. How do I know that they go hand in hand? Because some of y'all just think, all I got to do is pray for it and I'm just going to receive it miraculously. No posture and prayer goes hand in hand. We must, yes, pray for discernment, but we must also posture ourselves for discernment. Somebody may be saying, how do I know? I don't know if I put this on our screen, but James 2 verse 22 reminds us that faith must accompany our works. Somebody say prayer Prayer. is the faith part, but our works is our posture. Somebody say posture. So, so in other words, notice what the text says. Do you see that faith was working together with his works and by works faith was made perfect? Therefore, watch this. Our ability to discern evil will require both. Yes, we must pray, but we must also posture ourselves to be in a position, watch this, to receive discernment. Because you can pray your behind all you want, but if you're not postured, you'll never receive discernment. Somebody say, I got to be postured as well. And I believe our foundational text gives us wisdom as to how we posture ourselves in such a way that we might be able to discern evil. So here's what I want to do. I want us to examine our text so that we might see evil beyond the mask. Because evil got mask on, y'all. We got to see the motives of evil and even see evil before it moves. I believe our foundational text gives us that level of wisdom. So let's look at verse number eight. The Bible says, for you were once full of darkness... But now you have light from the Lord, so live as people of light. Hear this. Your ability to to discern evil, watch this, is hindered by the degree that darkness lives in you. I need y'all to hear what I just said. Your ability to discern evil will always be hindered by the degree that darkness lives in you. I, I, I see. No, I ain't got too many amens on that. Notice this. Somebody may be saying why? Because sin always inhibits your ability to see, and that includes evil. When you're in sin, you can't see in the spirit correctly. So when you're in sin, it inhibits your ability to see, and somebody say that includes evil. So I've got to do, the Bible says, let every man, somebody say, examine himself. Notice what 1 John 2.11 says. But he who hates his brother is in darkness. Somebody say sin. And walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I've got somebody say, I gotta get sin out of my life. I've got to get sin out of my life. This means you will never, never, never consistently discern the works of evil if you consistently walk with evil. The reason why your behind always in evil, the reason why evil folk always have intentions towards you that you do not see might be because your behind is walking with evil. Okay, y'all don't like that. I don't think nobody like that this morning. I'm sorry, but I'm trying to help y'all. So I'm going to say today. And herein lies one of the reasons that we have believers that are unable to discern evil because watch this, they failed to die to their flesh. So in other words, here's what we've got to do. If I want to posture myself in such a way, because you can pray for discernment, but if you're still dealing in evil, you'll never posture yourself for discernment. So somebody say, I've got to crucify my flesh. 
I've got to crucify my flesh. But see, y'all like to feed the flesh. That's why y'all don't want to crucify it. And this is why our ability to discern evil requires that we crucify our flesh. Notice what our foundational text admonishes us with. The Bible says, for you were once full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live. Somebody say live. As people of light yet to live as light and to be led by light watch this we first must dispel our own personal darkness and here's what people don't like to do to themselves we don't like to look at ourselves soberly with a sober mind we think we got it all together we think because we can preach we can teach we can pray that there's no level of darkness in me somebody say the devil is a lie I need y'all to understand, so I'm going to make this plain because some of y'all don't think y'all got no darkness in you. Somebody say the pastor got darkness in him. See, y'all don't like that. All right, so I'm, go- I'm going to put the onus on me. As long as we're wrapped in flesh, there's some level of darkness, watch this, that lives in me. Ooh. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, what level of darkness still lives in me? Because the enemy always wants you to believe that there's no level of darkness in you. Because he wants some area in your life to be blinded. So watch this. I may no longer be blinded in my money, but I may be blinded in my emotional state. So the enemy wants me to believe just because I'm free in one area that I'm free in all areas. Someone say the devil is alive. It's a journey called perfection. So I've got to know I've got some darkness that still lives in me. So I've got to find it out. What part of my flesh have I failed to crucify? Listen, I know how to talk to my wife, but I don't know how to talk to the other saints. That's flesh that I failed to crucify. I know how to be faithful in my giving, but watch this. I'm still stingy when it comes to giving to folk that God has led me to. That's a part of my flesh. Watch this, that I failed to crucify. Somebody say, I've got to crucify my flesh. I've got to crucify my flesh. And and watch this. Why is this critical? So that means evil... And here's one of the reasons why evil does not want you to crucify your flesh. Because if you don't crucify the flesh and its desires, you'll never know the desires that evil has for you. Did y'all hear what I just said? Oh, the Bible says, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and his desires. So that means, watch this, that evil has a desire for me. So if I don't crucify my flesh, I'll never be aware of the desires that evil has towards me. I need need to make this plain. In other words, what am I trying to say? Evil doesn't just want you to be an alcoholic. Evil wants your life. Evil doesn't just want you to be an addict. It's after your life. Now watch this. Evil doesn't just want you to be an adulterer. Somebody say, it's after my life. Evil is after your life. And here's... What happens when we don't crucify our flesh? Uh, Sometimes, if we can be honest, we know some believers that have lost their life over the bottle. Uh, They were alcoholics and they lost their life. They were addicts and they lost their life. They were adulterers, somebody say, and they lost their life. You thought you was jumping in somebody's bed and we got to put you six feet in the ground. Okay, y'all don't like that this morning. Somebody say, evil is after my life. You think that you're just gratifying the flesh and evil is trying to take you out. So it says, I need you to crucify the flesh and its desires. Because watch this, the flesh you are comfortable with will keep the intent of evil concealed. 
Whenever you find something that is not of God that you're comfortable with, you'll never know the real intent of that evil in your life. Somebody say, I've got to crucify my flesh. It's after, see, some of y'all wouldn't jump in some folk bed if you knew what evil's intentions were for you. Whew. Because watch this. When you crucify your flesh and its desires, you have the ability to know your flesh's desires for you. Somebody say discernment. And I, I need to give somebody some wisdom. For those who say, I don't know what part of my flesh that I need to crucify, Pastor Keith. I've been walking with God just so long. I, I don't think I have nothing to crucify. I need us to understand that your past gives you perspective on evil. Somebody say, my past gives me perspective on evil. Notice, notice what our foundational text says. For you were once full of darkness. Somebody say, that's me again. So if my past gives me perspective on evil, that means you ain't always been holy. So that means you and I have all entertained hell. Somebody say, we know what evil looks like. You know what it looks like. You know what it means to please your flesh because you used to walk in darkness. You know what it means to go against the mandates and the laws and the precepts of God because somebody said, I live with darkness. Don't get so saved and so deep that you forget that you used to live with darkness. The enemy will cause you to believe somebody say that I'm all right. But this is why Paul said that I've got to crucify my flesh, somebody say daily. Some of y'all wait until Sunday and you wonder why you catch hell on Monday because you did not crucify your flesh. Somebody say daily. And watch this, hell is after me. Watch this daily. The Bible says this concerning Job. God said, Job, what are you? Not, not Job, he said this um, when Satan was attacking Job. He said, Satan, what are you doing? I'm going to and fro from in the earth. In other words, he was looking for somebody that he might devour. Hell don't take no days off, so why do we? So in other words, we all know what flesh we need to crucify because we've all walked in flesh and seen the works of our own flesh. I've seen it. Tell your neighbor, I've seen it. Don't get so saved that you can say, I ain't see, I don't know, Pastor Keith, I don't know what to do. I've seen it. We all know what flesh we need to crucify. We're not that clean that we don't have flesh that we need to crucify. Like I said, this is why Paul said, let every man examine himself. I've got to ask God, before I've got to endure this thing called life, God, tell me what in my life I need to crucify. I didn't talk to my neighbor like I should should have. God, help me crucify that area. God, I didn't treat my wife like I should have. God, help me crucify my flesh. God, I'm getting, watch this. And if you can't think of anything you need to crucify, somebody say, go to Galatians chapter 5. Look at the fruit of the Spirit. Maybe you're not patient. Maybe you're you're not loving enough. Maybe you're not long-suffering enough. And you got to say, there's some area in my life where my flesh needs to be crucified. Somebody say, crucify my flesh. If you want to discern evil, you've got to crucify your flesh. So one of the ways in which we posture ourselves to discern evil is by crucifying our flesh. Here's the other thing I need us to understand. Look at verse number 11 and 12. The Bible says, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and the darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful to even talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. Here's what I need us to understand. It's important to note 
that dysfunction is usually revealed when it attempts to operate outside of its normal environment. Catch that. Dysfunction is really only revealed when it attempts to operate outside of its normal environment. Y'all staying with me? I need us to understand that because that's critical. And herein lies one of the reasons that many of us never found out that we grew up and lived in dysfunction until we were exposed to something else. Stay with me. Y'all thought y'all family was just all that and a bag of chips until you saw something, somebody say different. Yeah. Huh? So, so, so if dysfunction operates that way, somebody say so does darkness. Darkness operates that way because it's no different with darkness. You don't know how perverse you are until you are in the presence of light. You know, a lot of times we, we get down on kids from neighborhoods like this and we like to say these kids so bad. Well, hear this. They don't know how perverse they are until they're in the presence of light. So we condemn them and say all these things about them and never reflect light. And we wonder why they never change. Because you never gave them a presence of light. So here's what I'm trying to say. I've got to be careful about the company I keep. Because y'all know y'all got, y'all, some of y'all around church folk that gossip too much. Some are say evil. Uh, so that means if all your environment is filled with evil, you will begin to normalize evil. If all you deal with is those that are filled with darkness, you'll begin to justify darkness. And if all you hang around, watch this, is those who entertain hell, you'll begin to rationalize hell. So I'm going to say the company I keep. Because the, watch this, the company you keep will shape the context in which you see evil. This is why you got to be careful about the counsel that folk give you. Yeah, let us behind sleep on the couch. Now you go get you another hotel for a few days. Somebody say that's worldly counsel. And because that's the company you keep, it now begins to shape your context in which you see evil. Ooh, somebody say my company is dangerous. It can be dangerous. And this is why if we desire to discern evil, it matters the company that we are in fellowship with. Listen, I don't care how good the word is if it's folk in the church that are evil. I'm going to tell y'all to leave this church. So I'm going to say today, no matter how good Pastor Keith preaches, if the company that is in the congregation is evil, somebody say run. Because it's a reflection of the context in which you'll see evil. I hope y'all catching me. Oh, don't just talk to folk just because you want to um, protect their feelings. Somebody say, my company matters. This is why a foundational text, watch this, take no part. In other versions, it says, have no, somebody say, fellowship. And the worthless deeds of evil and darkness, instead, expose them. If they're going to be telling you, girl, did you tell your husband to get out the house? Not, and this is the same girl that's single. She got the divorce because she told him to get out the house. And I'm taking counsel from you. Somebody say, check they fruit. Okay, check they fruit, check they fruit. Ah, herein lies one of the problems with many believers. Ooh, listen, y'all, we are not ministering to sinners. We've got too many believers that have the same mind as sinners. I cannot tell the difference. You're not doing as Jesus did. Jesus sat with sinners, but you are sinning with sinners. 
Listen, I go around my family, I've got, I go around my wife family, and everybody ain't holy. Listen, and I can be in the midst of that and not be bothered because I know I'm light. Watch this. I can sit with them, but I'm not going to sin with you. We've got to be so strong in our walk with God. And if you can't sit with sinners, somebody say that's a problem. Because we're called to go be the light of the world. The Bible says, let, let your light so shine that men might see your good deeds and then glorify your father in heaven. But how are they going to see your good deeds when you operating in the same darkness they are? Somebody say, you just cool with sinners. Yeah, that's all you're behind is cool with sinners. You're in fellowship with them. That means we have believers deep in sin with those that are deep in sin. And that's why they cannot discern evil. Watch this. This is why Paul warned believers with these words. In the New Living Translation of 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character. Somebody say my character is on the line. And, and it's not even, it's beyond, I need us to hear this, beyond your character. Company will corrupt the clarity in which you can see evil. I don't mind sitting with sinners. I don't mind ministering to sinners. But I don't want to find myself in fellowship with sinners so much so that my clarity concerning evil is messed up. Y'all know young folk used to say they'll get arrested. We done seen things like that. And we'll say, why you was hanging around them? They was my friends. Their clarity concerning evil, somebody say, it was jacked up. This is how folk get married to folk, and then folk, they'll they'll end up hiring murder murder for hire on their own spouse. And you marry them not knowing that the, and you should have knew, somebody say, I should have saw the fruit. they They was raggedy when you met them. They was doing raggedy financial dealings when you met them. Notice this. Not only does the company you keep determine the quality of your perception, but watch this. Y'all, this is going to probably help y'all change y'all company. It also determines your ability to prosper. I don't care how gifted you are, your company will mess up your prosperity. Notice, so if you don't care about your eyes, somebody say, I need to at least care about my prosperity. See, black folk like, like to care about their prosperity. Psalm 1 and 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sin, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And watch what verse um, 3 says, And everything he touches, somebody say prosperous. That means the company I keep can mess up my perspe- perception, and it can also mess up my prosperity. If you're always in lack, somebody say, check your circle. If there's some stuff that God has promised to me that seems like it's been held up, somebody say, check my circle. I've got to check my circle because, listen, I know I might can't see. I need these contacts and glasses, but I don't want you messing up. Somebody say, my prosperity. Because this man chose not to be in fellowship with sinners. The Bible says, whatever he does shall prosper. And this is why you have to be careful who you allow in your intimate circles because they might be the very reason that you can't see perverseness and even more, they might be the very reason that you can't see prosperity. That don't mean that I can't talk to folk, but certain folk can't be in my intimate circle. That means I'm not going to receive counsel from you. 
I'm not going to expose my soul to you. In, in other words, somebody say the intimate stuff of me. I ain't going to do all of that. I know how to keep you. Somebody say at bay. Because I don't need nobody messing up my prosperity. Somebody say that. Y'all can say that this day. I don't need nobody messing up my prosperity. I ain't no prosperity preacher, but I, I, want, I want to prosper as well. I want to be in good health and prosper. Ah, so, so that means some of us are catching hell because of the company you keep. And our prosperity is held up because of the company we keep. Ooh, this is why Paul admonishes believers with these words in 2 Corinthians 6.14. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness? Because your fellowship with those in darkness will cause you to forsake your light, your ability to discern evil. You, when you're in fellowship with people, that means you're on one accord, you have a like mind, so you begin to see evil as they see evil. Because folk get over on you, they say you need to get over on folk. Because folk did that to you, they say you should do that to folk. And then you begin to have this distorted view, somebody say, of evil. That's why some of us treat our spouses the way we do because of the company we keep. Our, my, our, our lenses towards evil, somebody say, has been distorted. And I'm almost done, y'all. I needed us to understand something very simple. Because if we're going to be able to discern evil, we've got to crucify our flesh. It's, it's not going to work if you feel like you ain't got no level of darkness in you. And then here's the other thing. Not only should every man examine himself, you got to examine who your circle is. I've got to, if, if, if all I got is one person in my circle, I at least need to know that one person. Somebody say, it's holy. It's after God. It's speaking the things of God because it's going to mess up the way that I see evil. And some of y'all are in circles with folk that mean you no good. Because y'all know folk will try to get close to you to kill you. All right. I'm trying to help somebody. Now let's look at verse um, 13 and 14. The Bible says, but their evil intentions will be exposed when light shines on them. For light makes everything visible. That's good news to me. Here is the good news. The closer we walk with him, the clearer we see. The more intimately you walk with God, the more clearer your perception is. So the critical question is, am I really fully walking with him? Because he gives light. Yeah, Serene sung it this morning. He's the light in the darkness. He gives light to those that are led by him because he is the light. And this is why verse 14 of our foundational text says, for the light makes everything visible. God is light and his light makes all things visible and that includes evil. So if I'm walking with God, I should always see when evil is at my doorstep. So I say, if I'm walking with him. Oh, if so if you can't see evil, you better question your walk with God. The questions you got to ask yourself is, notice this. Go to the next slide for me. The next slide. What does my walk with the Father look like? Am I pursuing him and being led by him? And the problem is, is that we're, we're pursuing a lot of things, but it ain't God. We're being led by a lot of things, and it ain't God. And we wonder why we're always encountering evil. Because you have no light to make evil visible. I don't know why we so quiet this morning, but I hope I'm helping somebody. 
And watch this, because light that makes all things visible are only accessible to those that are led by him. I need y'all, I don't care how much of a prophetic gift you got, you can't see all things and make all things visible. Did you hear what I just said? The Bible says that God does nothing on the earth first without revealing it first unto his servants, his prophets. So in other words, even the prophets don't see if God don't reveal. So I want to be walking with God in such a way that he always makes things visible in my path. So when you don't know where to go, ask God to lead you. When you don't know what decision to make, ask God to lead you. Because I promise you, if you ask God to lead you, you wouldn't have married him. You wouldn't have got in the bed with them. You wouldn't have tried to hook up with them. You wouldn't have tried to do those business deals with them because God would have made it. Somebody say visible. I'm going to give you a prime example. There was one a few years ago in my, my younger years in Christianity that somebody, our church, was sponsoring something. Somebody say multi-level marketing. And because I was led by my heart, I did not see the evil intent behind it. And watch this. Sometimes we think because we're around other believers that there's no evil in the midst of that. We think because we see other believers lift their hands and seemingly in one accord with what's going on, that it's okay. But God had already given me the inclination. If I would have been led by him, I would have been led into evil. Even when it's not popular, somebody say, ask God to lead me. I could have saved my $500. I sold that seed and that seed did not return. It did return void. Because it was, watch this, because it was evil. So some of y'all sowing into stuff that God never told you to sow into. And watch this, the root of it was evil. That's why when folks are talking about y'all lifting $100,000 offerings so pastors can run around in $100,000 cars, God is not in that. And we sow it because we want to honor the man of God. They say if you sow and honor the man of God, you're going to be blessing. You ain't getting no return on your investment. Somebody say, yeah. Okay, so, so nobody around here say, let's sow a seed and get Pastor Keeve a car. Somebody say, the devil is a lie. That's unless my car break now and I ain't got no job. And then maybe y'all need to get Pastor Keith some financial budgeting classes. Y'all doing the wrong thing in the church. He might need to know how to handle his money. Because watch this. This is why we find these words in John 8, 12. Notice what the Bible says. I am the light of the world. He who follows me, I said, shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. That means God says, Listen, I know there's safety in counsel. I know you got a pastor. I know you got an apostle. I know you got a mentor. But they, everything isn't visible concerning your life to them. So God says, if you just walk with me, you'll never walk in darkness. I know it may sound difficult, but every decision you make, God lead me. Because I don't want it to be the wrong decision. Every endeavor I try to encounter upon, God lead me. So that I don't find myself, somebody say, in evil. Listen, I wasted a lot of time in my younger years dating folk that meant me no good. Making connections with folk that meant me no good. Losing out on a lot of money with folk that meant me no good. Because I was not led by God. And because I know I'm a child of God, every promise of God is yes and amen. 
But you can pray for the promise, but if you don't posture yourself for the promise, you'll never receive it. That's why Elijah told Elisha, said, if you just stay right here, somebody say, posture yourself. You'll receive a double portion of my anointing. It always matters about your, your posture. A lot of us like to pray and so into stuff, but we don't want to posture ourselves to receive. Somebody say, I've got to posture myself. So God, lead us, lead us. Ah, that's good news. I'll never walk in darkness. This means, watch this, this is good news to me. There is no presence of evil that God will not reveal to those that walk with him. There is no purpose of evil that God will not reveal to those that walk with him. And there is no pursuit of evil that God will not reveal to those that walk with him. Why is this critical to understand? Because hear this, that no matter the desire of evil concerning my life, God will cause me to discern as long as I walk with him. Now that's good news to me. I don't know if anybody caught that. I don't care the plot, the plan, or the attack of the enemy. I don't care what his desire is concerning my life. Many times we get so, we just say, oh, the, the enemy is busy. And yes, he's busy. But if I've discerned it, I have no reason to worry. Because watch this. Somebody may be saying, what do, what do you mean, Pastor Keith? Watch this. I don't, care. I don't know about nobody else, but I can smile at, I can shake hands with, and I can even sit down with those who mean me evil when God has revealed their evil to me. Why? 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 Because I know how to move in the presence of them. I don't know about y'all, but I can smile, and you can look and think I'm dumb and cute. I can shake your hand and I can sit and have lunch with you because I know your evil intentions. Because when I discern it, I know how to maneuver myself around you. Listen, I like when folk think I'm fool. Me and my wife were talking about it the other day. They must think that we are just straight dumb. No, I'm not dumb. I've just discerned. So I know how to handle you. Yeah, girl, we can do lunch and I never put that on my schedule. Because I've discerned evil. Because you know how to move when you've been made aware with those who mean you no good. And here's what we've got to understand. You can be in church with folk that mean you no good. You can work with folk that mean you no good. You can be a part of organizations with folk that mean you no good. And the good news is, I'd rather be aware that you mean me no good rather than not discern it. Because the enemy watches. He always wants to entrap us or ensnare us in evil. In other words, he wants us to be unaware. So I want to get to the place where God ain't got to pull me out because he will rescue me. I'm a child of God. He's going to rescue me. If I'm ignorant, concerned, he'll rescue me. But what I want to do is I want to be able to maneuver around the enemy. I see you, enemy. I know how to maneuver around you. Many church folk, many believers don't know how to maneuver around evil because we don't know how to discern evil. Somebody say, Lord, help me discern evil. Because people got to talk game, y'all. Folk got to talk. I done sat with folk. I'm like, ooh, that, that boy sound good. But that boy meant me no good. Uh, this is why, notice this. This is why G Joseph was able to declare this in Genesis 50, verse 20. Notice what Joseph, y'all know the story of Joseph? When his brother sold him into slavery, he said, but as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant for my good. Even when I know folk mean evil for me, when I can discern it, I know how God wants to work it for my good. Because here's, here's why we never see the good out of evil. 
You know how the Bible says in Romans 8, 28 that he'll work all things together for those, for the good of those that love him and those that are called according to his purpose. And we wonder why, well, God, you done made him leave me. God, you done made him do this to me. God, you done made him do this to me. And God, I, I done fell into that. I done fell into that because of them. The reason why we never see the good, what God is trying to do out of evil is because we first did not discern evil. God says, I need you to see it. So I need you to know how I'm going to use it for your good in it. Somebody say, help me to discern it. So this is why I won't never be dismayed when the enemy does stuff in my life. I just got to ask God, God, help me discern it. What are you trying to do in my life and for my life as a result of it? I was just talking to my wife the other day. There was a man, multimillionaire here in Tampa. And when I started a ministry for young men, I had a meeting with him. And he told me, all these, he sold me a pipe dream. And I was so disappointed because he never followed back up with me. I always wondered why. And now, it's probably been about 10, 11 years later, the Lord has brought it right back around. That he has to now entertain me concerning uh, uh, an endeavor that he wants to invest in all because of my posture. Because where I am on my job, somebody say, he has to work with me. God, somebody say, God meant it for my good. That man signed, listen, it ain't for me yet, but I, I, he had to sign a $500,000 check and I was the one in the middle of it. And I know, I said, man, he treated me kind of bad, God. But to orchestrate the very thing he wanted to do, Somebody said he needed me. I know it blessed my job, but I'm pretty sure my job going to bless me. So I want that kind of discernment. And God says, all you got to do is walk with me and I'll give it to you. And this is why Jesus encouraged his disciples with these words in Matthew 10, 26. It's on your screen. It says, therefore, do not fear them. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be known. Y'all, y'all, y'all be losing it. You be writing whole posts about people who don't like you. You like to do cryptic and subtle posts about somebody who did you wrong on your job. The Bible says don't fear them. He says I'll reveal it to you. Everything that is covered, I'll reveal it unto you. That means we have no reason to fear evil from the enemy when the Lord reveals the evil of the enemy. Because watch this, discernment causes the believer to be forewarned. When I'm forewarned about evil, I have no reason to fear. Y'all know the song says, I have no reason to fear. The only reason you got, you got to be fearful is because you have not discerned evil. And this is why we must walk with the Lord so we don't have to walk in fear as a believer. Listen, I know a lot of stuff is going on in the earth, but God says, walk with me. I'll reveal everything to you. Everything that is covered shall be revealed. Somebody say, if you walk with them. If you walk with them. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Y'all ain't going to like this. Evil is running rampant. Yes, in this season. But God will reveal evil. And, and I need us to hear this. We should be as believers to be able to send our babies to school without fear. We should be able to set out for the grocery store. Somebody say, without fear. And we should be able to shop at the mall, somebody say freely, without fear. Let me give y'all an example. My wife told me about one time when she was in high school and she wanted to go to this party and her mother never let her go. 
And it, and it was so confusing to Serena because her mom would always trust her to do the right thing. Found out later there was a shooting at that party because she had a level of discernment. So when we're discerning, when we walk with God, listen, I need you to understand this. It's not your gut, baby. It's what God has spoken in your life. Because a lot of y'all, y'all say, that's, I just got a gut feeling. I just got some. No, when you're walking with God, somebody say, it's not my gut, it's God. Thank God for putting it in my gut, but it's, I know it's you, God. <sighs> it's his spirit trying to reveal it unto you. And when God drops something in your spirit, somebody say, I need to heed it. I don't care how much they talk good. I don't care how well they're dressed up. I don't care how good of an opportunity that it looks like to you. If it drops in your spirit, somebody say, leave it alone. Because if the spirit give it to you, he's trying to remind you that, there's, that there is something over there that is not of him. Oh, you'll be forewarned. That's good news to me, y'all. That God will drop something in my spirit so that we don't succumb to the evil of Satan. And that's why if we desire to discern evil, we must ensure our companionship with the Father. I don't even know if I said that. I was just all into my point. But I need us to understand the way that we posture ourselves is that we daily. The Bible, David said, early will I seek you. He said, on your word will I meditate both day and night. We've got to get in the habit, like Serene said, it's Monday through Saturday. That God, you're everything to me. Listen. I'm not saying that you walk around in your job with your hands lifted on high like you just so deep because your behind gonna run into the wall. But what I am saying, what I am saying, there's, there's times where I'm going about my day. And I say, Lord, I just thank you. There's times where I drive just across the bridge to St. Pete and I know that some people made that, that trip and never came back home. God, I thank you. God, thank you. God, that I got two children. I know they get on my nerves some days, but I got two babies at home. That are healthy. God, I thank you. Can you continually keep God on your mind? Can you continually, on a daily basis, give reverence to him? And watch this. I know that I've, I, I, I taught a sermon series on this where a lot of people say favor ain't fair, but it is. Somebody say favor is fair. He gives favor to whom he chooses to give favor to. And it's really those that intend, watch this, to walk with him. So because I walk with him, he extends me favor to forewarn me about evil that's on its way. Now that's good news to me. Before God, you even give me some money. If you don't forewarn me about the evil, I'll lose the money. Somebody say, I'm praying the wrong stuff. You praying for the man and you did not pray for discernment. So you got the man and now he's slapping you across the side your head. Somebody say, I need a discernment. So when the right one comes my way, that I know that he's, he's me. And what God has for you, somebody say it is for me. But you need discernment or you'll miss it. And hear this, I'm done, y'all. The enemy is both crafty and cunning. And he uses that, that to his advantage. To ensnare and entrap the believer in evil. Because that's why he does not want us to discern evil. When evil is evident, it is difficult to ensnare and entrap the believer. He wants us to be ignorant concerning that. Because if evil was so evident, we wouldn't get entrapped in certain stuff. We wouldn't be ensnared in certain stuff if it was so evident. And this is why we've got to be able to discern it. Because watch this. Discernment, somebody say, makes evil visible. 
And this is why believers, so many believers, have endured heartache, hardship, and hurt by way of evil because many believers fail to discern evil. I'm a living witness, y'all. I thought she was so fine and all of that, but her behind was evil. And I had tears over folk that I should have never been crying over because I didn't discern it. And this is why beyond praying for discernment of evil, we must also posture ourselves to discern evil. And I believe Paul gives us great wisdom in our foundational text. He says, listen, you got to crucify your flesh. If you live with darkness, you'll, listen, the, to the degree in which you live with darkness will be the degree in which you can discern darkness. Your eyes will always be blinded. So God, continually crucify my flesh. I might be free in one area, but God, free me in all areas. And he says, it matters the company that you fellowship with. That's critical. I'm not saying that you should not minister to sinners. I'm not saying if you got unsaved folk in your family that you don't, and I don't do them because they don't know God. No, you need to do them because you need to get them to God. But here's what I need you not to do. I don't need you to sin with them. And a lot of the church thinks the new, this, it will mess you up. Somebody say the Bible is still right. We, we try to come up with all this creative stuff and you got folk doing parties in churches now and doing all kind of stuff. They, 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 listen, they selling drinks in the church. It's, it's, I know y'all like, where that church at? And here's what we do. We try to be so like-minded with the world because we think that's how we win them. And somebody said the Bible is still right. I don't want to be like-minded with them but I need them to have the mind of Christ. So I got to be careful about the company I keep. I'm going to be around your behind, but I'm here to minister to you. And here's the other thing. I've got to have companionship with the Father. Are you consistently pursuing him, walking with him? Because if you do, the Bible says you'll never walk in darkness. And this is, here's the good news, I believe that we find in our text, Christ will lift the veil from our eyes. Here's how I know. The Bible says that we are born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Our eyes have been blinded. God says, I need you to be able to discern evil. And here's the good news. The Bible says, awake, O sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you life. I want to be able to be in a position where I can continually foresee Somebody say evil. The stuff that I used to do, I'm not going to get caught up in that no more because I've been able, somebody say, to discern. The folk that meant me no good that I thought had a good talk game, that I can see right through their words and God will allow me, somebody say, to discern. Listen, I know this right now that some of y'all are connected to some folk that mean you no good. And God is trying to drop that thing in your spirit. You've been praying for God to give you an answer, but you haven't postured yourself. God says, posture yourself, and I'll let, allow you to discern evil. Let us stand to our feet. Let us go to God in prayer. I know what's going on in the land. I know it don't feel good. I know it don't look good. It's like every day we're seeing another shooting. Many of us are walking around in straight fear. We're looking at the stats and they saying COVID is on the rise again and many believers are in fear. But God says, I'll allow you to discern evil. Don't just sit at your house and pray, but somebody say, I've got to posture myself. Father, we thank you.
We honor you, God, for who you are. We love you, God. It's not, God, that you have not given us dominion. You said, greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. God, we just ain't discerned him. Help us to discern the enemy. Help us to discern evil. God, we'll pray, but we'll also posture ourselves. Help us, God, to crucify our flesh. I don't care how saved we are. I don't care how long we've been walking with you. As long as we're wrapped in flesh, there's some flesh that we need to crucify. Help us, God, to examine ourselves. And God, you shine the light on our darkness. Even for this pastor, God, don't let me be so confused and lift up, lifted up in, in pride that I don't see that there's perverseness in me. Help us today, God, we pray. God, to, and as we identify that flesh, God, that will kill it. God, some, and hear this, God, the enemy is subtle and so is our flesh. God, so there's some things in us, God, that is subtle. And God, you've placed a spouse in our life that loves us, that has even revealed that flesh unto us, God. God, let us take the pride down and realize, God, that there's some flesh that we need to crucify. Help us today, God, we pray. And God, I pray, God, for the company we keep. God, there's some of us that are hanging around folk and we just still hanging around them because we don't want to hurt their feelings. God, the devil is a lie. Because if we don't hurt, want to hurt their feelings, God, our feelings will end up getting hurt. Because there's some people that mean us no good, God. Save us from heartache. Save us from hurt. Save us from hardship, God. Because all we got to do is change the company we keep. God, I, my prayer is, God, that even if our perceptions don't want to be changed, God, don't let us hold up our prosperity. Because of the circle and the intimate circles we keep, God, we pray. God, give us the boldness, God, to walk away. We might minister with them, God, but we sure enough ain't going to mingle with them. God, help us, God, we pray. And God, I pray, God, that you'll have a people that will always follow you. You God said, you said if we walk with you, God, we'll never walk in darkness. And for God, that we say thank you. God, we are on some jobs that are dark. God, we are in some places that are dark. God, we have to go and entertain with folk that are dark. But God, if you walk with us, make all things visible. Let us not sign another contract. Let us not make another connection. Let us not make another covenant, God, without you first revealing if there's evil intent behind it. We love you, God. Now lift the veil from your people's eyes. Thank you, God, that we do not have to fear. As the, as the song declared, I have no reason to fear. God, because you'll cause me to foresee evil. Every believer that wants to discern evil, every believer that wants to make sure they know how to move in the midst of evil, it might be present, but it will not have power over you. Somebody say thank God and amen. If you got anything out of the word today, give God a hand clap of prayer. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I know this ain't been no happy sermon series. Because everybody, y'all just got little solemn spirits in here. But listen, this is good news to me. Listen, this is good news to me. It's going to save me from crying over some folk. If I could just discern evil. Somebody say, deliver me from evil. Ooh, that's good news to me. I'll preach something happy later on this year. Hey, there's somebody that's watching who says, I want to be in relationship with God. I did not know that God would give me such a light in such a way. That I could see all things before me and he would make all things visible. If that's you and you say, I need to be in relationship with God. Just put it in the comment box. I want to be saved this morning. Somebody here who says, I want to be saved. That's you. I believe we're all family. I believe we're all saved. 
But if you say, I want to be saved, you can come to to the altar. I want to be saved. I want to be in relationship with God. Whoever that may be, you may be wrestling with it, but the good news is the Bible says it's better to be a dog than a dead lion. In other words, I have hope. You've got hope this morning. Because of that, God has extended you an opportunity to give your life to him. Let me pray. Let us pray with that one who says they want to give their life to Christ. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, for this soul, God, who says they want to be set free, who wants to be in a relationship and covenant with you. Father, I pray now, God, that they be mindful of this, that we are all sinners. Romans 3.23 says that we have all sinned and fallen short of your glory. In other words, God, we're all in need of a savior. All of us, this pastor had to declare one day that he was a sinner in need of a savior. So, God, that's the position that they're in this morning. And, God, we thank you, God, that your word declares that you sent your son to die for us. Your word says in Romans chapter 5, God, that, that, um, that you demonstrated your love towards us, that while we were yet sinners, that Christ died for us. So, in other words, God, that Jesus was the Savior we needed. And, God, we thank you, God, that your word declares that even the demons believe and tremble. But, God, the demons don't want to allow your son to lord over them. So, God, we thank you, God, that this soul today says that they'll allow Jesus to lord over them. As your word declares in Matthew 10, 26, that if we walk with you, God, that we'll walk in light and no longer in darkness. And that's their declaration today, God. That's what they're confessing. That's what they're believing in their heart. And, God, you said if we do that, we shall be saved. So we honor you today, God, for their salvation. And we give God a hand clap of praise for it as well. If you've given your life today to Christ this morning, send us a message on Facebook or send us an email to churchoffice at waytampabay.org and we'll connect with you. There may be somebody else also this morning. I think we're all family who said, but somebody may be saying, I want to be in fellowship with this church. I need to be in the right fellowship. I learned this morning that the company I keep matters. That's you and you want to join this flock. All you got to do is lift your hand. If you say, I want to join this church, all you got to do is put a comment say, I want to join this church. Somebody will follow up with you. Hallelujah. Let's give God a hand clap of praise and let us receive Pastor Cole at this time. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, He wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.